welcome to the movie podcast review of Space Jam, A New Legacy. My name is Bugs Bunny. No, wait, wait. my name's not Bugs Bunny. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm not Bugs. You're Bugs. Uh, yeah. What's up, Shay? <laughs> <laughs> was Listen, that your Bugs Bunny? That, I, that was me doing me and then thinking, oh, no, I should do a Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I should do a Bugs Bunny uh, impression. Yeah, no, it was pretty good, though. I thought for sure you are going to start it with, like... Come on and slam and welcome to the movie podcast review of Space Jam. I debated it, but spoiler alert, this movie doesn't deserve that. No. Okay. Oh, Thank you much? so much for listening to the movie podcast. <laughs> of course, my name is Shabazz and I am joined by my my center court player. Center court? That's not really what they say, but no. my defenseman. I'll be your defenseman. I'll be your point guard. Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, this was, uh, spoiler alert, of course... Regardless of what we thought of this movie, man, I missed watching good and bad movies at the movie theater. This is the first film we're watching this year and since September. Yeah, about 10 months now. About 10 months. Oh, my God. 10 months in a movie theater. The experience was surreal. Cineplex, again, knocks it out of the park. They did a fantastic job. Great uh, seat arrangement. And I felt safe in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. And again, huge shout out to Cineplex for creating a great atmosphere while we were watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, very safe environment and just the great environment to be in. Yeah, totally. I, I felt like I was back back, back home. <laughs> it, did, it did feel like we were coming back home. It really, We just kept taking pictures in front of the movie theater just because we, we were just... We posed with so many of the cast members. You know? <laughs> and they were like, guys, please, we just, just leave us alone. We just didn't know what to do. Like, I, I think, again, we're going to get to the review soon. Yes. But it's just, it's just funny going back to movie theater and just trying to remember, like, oh, where's my scene card? Like, yeah. where's, how, what, what do I normally order? <laughs> like, how do I talk? How do I act at a movie theater? Do you I know? usually get popcorn? Do I not get popcorn? What I ordered do I do everything here? on the menu. Yeah. Just said, in case. Give me one of everything. I'm like, how much do I Maybe normally the eat? Ideas? <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> we'll take the law. Yeah. You know? Hey, Warner Brothers movie. Warner Brothers movie. Probably happened in this movie. It probably did. Anthony isn't here. He's still stuck in the WB3000. Yeah, he's stuck in the serververse. Yeah, he said he's not coming out. He wants to stay in the Matrix Wars. Yeah, (laughs) he wants to stay in the world of the Matrix. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not coming, guys. And we're like, all right, cool, Anthony. You can stay there if you want. I'm going to hang out with Keanu and the Chosen One. (laughs) The Chosen One. As always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, join our Discord. We had some great conversations happening throughout the week on we did. there. A lot of people returning to the theaters, talking a about what they're watching, um, throwing your questions in there, too. There's a lot. Yeah, lots happening yeah, in there. Yeah. And again, all of that is in the show notes down below. So please go ahead and give that a read. And morning announcements. Daniel, please hit us with them. Good morning, students and faculty. Bing, uh, <laughs> uh, we're coming off a month of amazing interviews. We had Tony Bancroft, who actually worked on the film that we are about to review. He worked on the 2D animation segments. Uh, also, he's a Disney animation legend, so definitely check out our interview with him. Tara Strong, Miss Minutes herself from Loki. Gabriel Berstein, who is a cinematographer for Black Widow. And Billy McClellan, who's from Nobody. He's a great actor, great Canadian. Uh, definitely check out those episodes. Uh, thank you to everybody who entered our Nobody giveaway. We have now sent out the blu-rays so if you are one of our winners you know keep keep checking your mailbox i was gonna say keep refreshing but you can't keep do, refreshing it's the older type of mailbox turn you can't your phone do off and then turn it back on right maybe it will somehow appear in your mailbox yeah. uh we have a brand new episode right now where we talk about cinemas reopening 
We talk all about the safety precautions theaters like Cineplex are taking, so definitely check that out. And while you're there, we have tons of reviews you can listen to. Everything from Black Widow to Roadrunner to Zola to Fear Street. Check it out. And you know what? Movies are back on the big screen, so we're going to have tons of reviews coming your way. Like movies like Snake Eyes, The Green Knight, Jungle Cruise, and so many more. There's always something to listen to on the movie podcast feed. So thanks for being here. It's very true. It's very true. Now, let's jump into what this movie is. This is Space Jam, A New Legacy, directed by Malcolm D. Lee, based on some of these Looney Tune characters and a lot of WB properties. A lot of WB properties. A lot of WB properties. And it is available July 16th in theaters. And is it PVOD or is it just HBO Max? So HBO Max and it's available PVOD here in Canada as oh, well. Oh, awesome. Okay, so you perfect. can open up your iTunes. You could go into wherever you go to rent films, even on, I think, the Cineplex store. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you'll be able to uh, rent this film and watch it at home if you oh. don't want to uh, voyage to a movie theater. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good to know. Starring LeBron James, Don Cheadle, Eric Bauza, Zendaya, Cedric Joe, and Sonequa Martin-Green. It's a missed opportunity for you to go, LeBron James. I debated it, but... Lots again, of debating, man. I need you to This movie you need a, you doesn't mean, deserve it. Damn! Okay. One more time. One more time. Again, thank you to our friends at Nowhere for sending us this movie because we get to go see it in theaters. Thank you to our friends at Cineplex for being open today <laughs> and letting us watch thank this you, film. Thank you, Cineplex, for being open Listen, and letting us watch this movie. Regardless of what we're about to say about this film, yeah. we're just so happy we got to see it on a big screen. I was more excited that I was inside of a theater. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's better. Maybe it's somehow better. <laughs> watching this movie was better watching it. Yes. Daniel, what is this movie about? Give Let me, me tell synopsis. you, you know, superstar LeBron James and his young son, Dom. No, not that Dom from Fast and I Furious. I kept thinking that too, by the way. But this movie is all about family. Uh, get trapped in a digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes gang for a high-stakes basketball game against the AI's digitized champions of the court. A powered-up roster known only as the Goon Squad. Look, I'm going to be very honest with you. The plot to the first film legitimately feels like an Oscar-winning film. It, it actually makes sense. Like, watching the first movie and then watching this one, I'm like, oh, I believe that Space I believe Jam I could fly. Could <laughs> you know, yeah, I believe I, I believe that that could actually happen. Compared to this movie, this movie just takes it to a place where it is so ridiculous the way they're tying it together. But, but Daniel, give me your first reaction. Listen, I, I think even before that, I just want to—we love the first Space Jam. Love. You know, the first Space Jam is—you know—we have the nostalgia for it. We know it's not a great movie, no, but it's a fun movie. And like you said, Shay, I think the biggest thing with the first Space Jam is that. It felt believable. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan in a Looney Tune world, but it also feels like somehow you believe it and you buy into it. You can connect the threads. Because it's a very simple story at the end of the day. Yeah, It's Looney Tunes against bad guy. They need a superstar to save them. They get the biggest star on the planet to help them. Mm -hmm. This movie, it's like, let's tell you, let's, I think right off the bat, you know, this film starts off with like young LeBron. He's at training. He gets handed a game boy and a Looney Tunes game, you know, cause the Looney Tunes games were so iconic on the original I was gonna game say, boy. I'm like, whoever played the Looney Tunes games on the game boy. Um, and then basically his coach is like, no, you got to give this up. You got to give up everything you love. Especially gaming. Especially gaming. And he throws out the game boy into the trash. A, a pristine game boy is just, which is also, I think not his, it was his friends, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I swear it was his friends, or his friend was like doing something to his. I don't know. Yeah. But I think right off the bat, this film it, it's kind of giving a, a weird message right yeah. off the top, right? And then LeBron goes on to be super successful. So like almost as you're watching it as a kid, I'd be like, oh. I need to give up everything I love and just focus on one thing. Right. You can't be multi-faceted. Uh, you can't be multi-faceted at all. It's only one path. And I get that LeBron is going to learn, but he also learns it as an older man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he doesn't learn it as a child. No. He learns it when he's almost Much forty older. years old. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, maybe I could be a better father now." Yeah. Okay. Cool. So on his third kid. By on his third kid, by the way. Yeah. So listen again. Like I said, I love the first Space Jam. Yeah. I have a great time with that film. I will be watching it this week. Um, and I think at the, at the end of the day, as silly as it is, as much as it feels like, yeah, there's crazy product placement and stuff like that, and cool. But, I mean, it's it's the 90s. Michael Jordan was the biggest star on the planet. The biggest. Outside of sports, people knew who he was. LeBron James, again, we're not denying the power of, that is LeBron James. Brilliant athlete, brilliant basketball player on and off the court. But this movie paints him in this, like, God-like image. That not even Michael Jordan right? is like once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. And then I think this movie forgets that it's a Space Jam movie. It's a, it forgets it's a Looney Tunes movie because yeah. it focuses so much on LeBron and his family and this AI and the Warner Brothers serververse that the Looney Tunes are basically side characters in it. Yep. You know, like, I don't think this movie would have like been as on anybody's radar as much. Maybe for the kids, like, if the other Warner Brothers properties weren't in it. And that's been a big part of the marketing for this movie, right? And I think that's just where the Looney Tunes are right now as as an IP, which I hate saying, like, as an intellectual property of Warner Brothers. You know, they're not as popular as they were back then. Mm-hmm. And I get that this movie, you know, is trying to keep things fresh and introduce new new worlds to it. But it just feels like this movie turns into a giant Warner Brothers commercial yeah. of look how many different movie franchises we own. Let's see... Th- they don't even do a good job of that. They though. don't. It's so surface level. Yeah. Right? Um, so I was just watching this film and I'm like, with everything going on right now, why am I so bored? Yeah. And again, I know this is a kid's movie, but you know, we saw that great tweet, like kids, nothing kids love more than Clockwork Orange and Casablanca references. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's just, I don't know. This movie, I think, has an identity crisis and yeah. it really struggles with it. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell who it was for because- there were kids in the audience with us, and they didn't laugh once. No, it was pretty quiet. It was like pin drop silence. I don't. I think the only time I heard a kid say anything during this film was is a close up of LeBron's shoes, and he's wearing his LeBrons, and the kid goes, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah." Like, he's a Toronto man for that's sure. That's what he. That's what he. he took was like, "Cheese!" Yeah, he, he, he did that. He's like, "Cheese!" I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah. that's that's really all you're taking away from this movie." Right. There wasn't much in this movie that kept me interested. I was getting really tired watching it too because I was getting bored. How can I be bored in a Space Jam movie? A lot of the film also felt low budget because it was just on a green screen. And there was so much happening on the screen. Sensory overload. I was getting a headache. And I, I read a tweet about that before. And I'm like, oh, there's no way. Like, I'm I'm still young. I'll be able to handle it. During this movie, I was like, oh, my God. They need to shut off one of the screens in here because I am about <laughs> to go blind. You know, it's it's interesting that a movie that's about an algorithm taking over feels like it was written by one. It, and it really does. It this, really does. It feels like... You know, we taught this AI, we fed this AI hundreds of hours of Warner Brothers cartoons and yeah. movies. 
and we got it to write this movie. It it really feels like that. A lot of the the techno jargon as well is so out of the nineties that they're like, oh man, we're being hacked. Yeah. There's a glitch in here. The, oh, dad, you crashed the server. I'm you like, know, dad, I created this amazing video game. I'm also only 12. Yeah. Why don't you pay attention to me, dad? Oh, the, you know? the haptic feedback in this room. I'm like, that's not something that happens. What? <laughs> Excuse feedback. me? Like, like, I get it. You're, you're trying to like, you know, make it sound clever. And again, maybe again, we're not kids aren't going to care about they don't that. Really care. But like, hey, if there's a 12 year old kid who's like the kid in this movie, who knows? He's like, yeah, that's not what haptic feedback is. Yeah. Also, um, it's just, yeah. Terrible acting, LeBron. And I, I know LeBron is not an actor, but I've seen him in movies and shows and stuff like that. He'll appear and he's he's serviceable Man. in those roles. Granted, he's not the lead. He's not the lead. But in this film, it was so painful to watch him. He made Michael Jordan Dude, be, Michael Jordan. I thought it was Denzel. You know, like training, acting. It was training day Denzel. 100% Michael Jordan. But here we have, I have no idea what actor to compare LeBron James to, but it was not good. I think, I also think because this this movie, you know, the basic premise is like, yes, a, uh, Don Cheadle steals LeBron James's child, and Don Cheadle is the as he, AI. As he does. As he does when he's not in playing War Machine. Yeah. Um, steals his son, and basically like lures his son to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you everything your dad didn't give you. Um, I'm going to help you develop your game. You know that app that lets you scan people's data from their phones? With my Game Boy Eye. You know, with my Game Boy Eye on it. I'm going to take that, that that uh, I guess, that uh, API that you developed, yeah. and I'm going to take it now and suck millions of people into this game. And I think the biggest problem with this, too, is that I feel like this movie is trying so hard to appeal to what kids like, yeah. what kids of today like, that it goes so over the top i'm like hey let's let's do these let's do fortnite dances let's do uh crazy dabs. video games let's do the dab. dabs let's do and what's popular right now oh yeah fortnite different characters yeah we're gonna make all these characters at the end come in oh basketball no we're not playing basketball we're playing dom's ball which is yeah. like the, the game that his son develops where it's like different uh it's basketball but with like power-ups and stuff like that so it's like nba street jam you know it's trying so hard to be relevant to right now that it dates itself so by the end of this year we're going to look back at it and be like oh dude at the end this, of this movie i felt cringy it felt there's some really bad secondhand embarrassment I had oh yeah because it just felt like oh my god kids are not gonna like this because this is like embarrassing it's in, it's, it's, it's like, like your dad making a joke it's dad trying to be cool you know and that's kind of what it felt like again the movie's so complicated the looney tunes take a back seat for most of the time they're not even shown off in the best way possible like there is so much in this movie that just it, it goes over the top. It misses the point. It doesn't have fun. It gets boring. And I don't know who it was meant for. Also, I think the best thing about this movie is also the worst thing about this movie. Oh. And it's the cameos. Because I would oh, get excited like, going to these different worlds. But that's also what took away so much from the movie. Yeah. Is that it's leaning so hard into, hey, Batman, Superman, Game of Thrones, you know, Harry Potter... You know, you know, look, hey guys, look at me, like, look over here, you and know? And again, they, they, they spend a few seconds in each of these worlds, but then they also spent like three minutes in F uh, Mad Max Fury Road during the straight desert. from the movie, straight from the movie. Yeah. Then they, they take scenes from Austin Powers. They take Matrix. There's, there's so many random things that I'm like, okay, are kids going to get this? And that's why it feels like it's so AI generated where it's just like, let's throw everything in here. And it's almost like, okay, like. This isn't a Looney Tunes movie anymore. 
You know, and, and that's the problem at the core of this is that this movie paints itself as Space Jam, a new legacy, but it tries so hard to be anything but it tries it does everything to create a legacy of things we've already seen before. It There's avoid, no forging its own path here. It's it, taking from everything else. It absolutely avoids trying to have an identity. And I think that's one of the most criminal things about this movie. The film's animation, both 2D and 3D, also doesn't seem the strongest. The animation in the first film felt a lot more believable. I there, just think because there's so much going on and, in and it, And that's right? why. And in, and at points, it felt like it was a Super Bowl commercial where, you know, when they'd animate, they'd have like a high-budget Super Bowl commercial where they're animating these characters right. them. That's kind of what it felt like. And I'm like, what, like, where is the heart? Where's the charm? Give me something to laugh at. And I'm not going to lie. I did chuckle a couple times For sure. at, at the Looney Tunes characters. But but it's, a, it's their classic, like, tropes that we're getting into and that's them, right? the thing there wasn't anything new also as fans of warner brothers we love warner brothers like we've gone we on the studio the tour IPs, yeah. you know um this should have been like it felt like ready player one it, i think it also suffers from what ready player one suffered from it suffers from what ralph rex the internet suffered from where it's like hey at least in ralph rex the internet it didn't spend the whole, the whole movie wasn't based around different disney ips mm-hmm. there was a, that great scene with the disney princesses mm-hmm. and like in the marvel thing and everything but that wasn't the point of the movie but that point that that moment also i think is the moment from that film we all talk about right because right. that movie was starting to lose its identity and i think space jam a new legacy does that i'm also really interested in the fact that this movie I don't feel paints Warner Brothers in the best light. No. Like, Warner Brothers are the bad guys in this movie. Yeah. So, it's it's really just funny that they leaned into that. That they, they were cool with that. Okay. Yeah. And also, there's, like, Steven Yeun's in this movie for Why is Steven Yeun five in this movie? seconds. Sarah Silverman's in this movie. And you're wondering, like, wait, these people are notable people. What are they doing in this scene? Why couldn't they just cast a nobody? It, it felt like Steven Yeun was either, like... On the studio lot that day, yeah. Or it feels like a role that he would have done before he was Steven, famous. Come on in, come, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you would have thought that he would at least have come back maybe later on in the during the game, yeah. or Sarah Silverman would have come back during the game. They're in the audience, like you. But had, it literally was, hey, we're in a boardroom. Peace out. In the first movie, you had Bill Murray, who is playing Bill Murray, and he's in the beginning of the movie, and then he shows up in the end of the film, and it's memorable both times, but. Yeah, Steven Yeun just so randomly in this film and then just disappears. But sure, I don't know. There was a lot in this film that I we, we could go on and on and we on can, about. We can, yeah. But I feel like we're summing it up pretty quickly here. Right, and and I think that's, you know, every when, remember when we heard Zendaya was going to be in this film, and again, yeah. we love Zendaya, and um, we also, the story came out this week that like, oh, the original actress for Lola recorded all her lines for this film, but it was kind of Zendaya kind of replaced her at the last minute. I really felt like Warner Brothers was str- like really wanted to get the youth in here somehow. They wanted, and this movie just seats. feels like it's trying so hard that it just when you, you know when you're trying so hard to be cool, you're not cool. This movie also took forever to be made. It was I think being shot in like early 2019, 2018, or yeah. something like that, and then they took forever to animate it. And I was like, oh okay, cool, sure, and here we are now with this film, and it doesn't really hit now before we get to our final recommendations i just want to remind every one of you that you can follow us on tiktok letterbox twitter instagram where else can they follow us that's probably about it myspace right? napster, MySpace, napster. Uh, the server verse the server you know, the- <laughs> follow us on wb friends you know uh go to ask don Cheadle; he'll know oh, about God. us you know we, we didn't even get to that stuff the animation <laughs> of characters and everything but i think I there's think so much to talk I about i feel like we've said enough though we've feel, said right? enough we've said enough and i'm sure when anthony gets out of the, the wb server verse he'll have more to say too yeah <laughs> 
But um, you can follow us at the Movie Podcast on all those platforms I mentioned. And, of course, we are still on the hunt for 200 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you could do us a favor, please go ahead and give us five stars. Leave a comment. We'd love to read it out and promote it later on in the show as well. And let's get into our final recommendation. Daniel. You know, for myself, you know, we spoke a lot about this film. And I think one of the things that I said earlier that, you know, this movie is about an AI trying to take over and make movies. This movie feels exactly like an AI wrote it. And I can't recommend it. So I'm going to definitely say skip it. As much as it breaks my heart as a huge Space Jam fan, as a a lover of the Looney Tunes, you know, this movie is a disservice to that. So I'm going to have to say skip it. I'm right there with you, Daniel. This is a skip it. There is not much fun in this movie. This movie will not be remembered other than for the mistakes that it's made. If Anthony was here, he would say, let's banish it to the server first. Oh, he you would. Know? He would definitely banish it. He I would be tell. gone. <laughs> but let's see. I mean, there, there is a Rick and Morty cameo in this movie, too. And he loves Rick and Morty. He does. So that's that, going to be the tipping that'll point. That'll be like, okay, stream it. Is it stream watch it. it. Watch it right now. <laughs> Real gem. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Space Jam and New Legacy. And don't forget, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every Monday. And watch out for review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Also, follow Follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And check out our show notes for all those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next.